thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Brian Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. Allow me to introduce my co-host, Alex. The answer is always, it depends, Collins. Well, that's because it does depend, right? Never one way. It always depends. There's a Lot- joke in there somewhere, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. Lots and lots of gray area. So today's conversation is around uh, a specific question that Alex and I probably get a lot, actually. You know, we, we speak at different events, and obviously we're constantly meeting different people. And a question that we always get is, hey, Ryan, Alex, when should I hire a financial advisor? The easy answer to that is not it depends, but today. Yeah, I mean, it's we would compare it to right? When should you go to the gym, right? Should I start two years from now or should I do it now to make sure that I'm taking care of my body, right? So that would, the answer is today. Now let's get real here for just a second. Like realistically here, your finances have to become the priority. And it's not to say that it's not to denigrate anyone that's saying finances aren't a priority. We just understand that Going through life and especially starting a practice or getting out of school and trying to start like sometimes it's just it's not the right time from that perspective because it's the last thing on their mind because they don't really have the cash flow to maybe engage with a financial advisor or their mind is about getting the business started. Yeah, really where we would suggest the the first step is is when you've got the the headspace the the desire to make sure that that focusing on your finances is a priority that's when you should engage with a financial advisor and that basically is a key importance right so if, if you're actually concerned about finances or you like in any way shape or form it could be a negative thing like hey i got to get my bills paid like debt paid off or it could just be, I wonder if I'm being as efficient as I possibly can with my money. Either way, you might be losing sleep or maybe it's just something you think about. And when you think about that, that's taken away your mind space around building your practice. Yeah. And if, if you're uncertain, reach out to an advisor. Most advisors will have at least a 30-minute conversation with you to figure out, A, if they're the right fit, B, if it's the right time for you. So, yeah, I encourage you, if you're thinking about it and you're not sure, reach out to an advisor and find out. So we've said advisor a couple of times here. Let's define what we mean by advisor, financial advisor. It's the same same person for the purpose of this conversation. What we mean by financial advisor is someone that is looking at your finances holistically. And that's maybe managing assets and picking investments that's looking at protection piece as well from maybe some insurance products. That's looking at paying down debt or liabilities. And that's looking at cash flow. So looking at everything holistically. So for the purpose of this podcast, that's what we mean by advisor. 
and that's a really good point, Ryan. It is important to make sure that we define it. The reason being is that there are hundreds of different definitions of what financial advisor is. And most clients that, that walk in our doors and have the first meeting with us, whenever you and I use the term financial advisor, which we actually try to avoid because everyone has a different view of what that is. And we don't want their view of us to be colored by whatever they have in their head already. Nine times out of 10, it's, it's not what we do. So, you know, just making sure that you've got a, a collective understanding of what advisor means is, is an important starting spot. It's kind of the same thing that I'm sure NDs go through when someone finds out that they're a naturopathic doctor. Their perception of whatever a naturopathic doctor is goes through their mind, even though that may or may not be what you actually do. Very, very astute point. So now that we've discussed when, which is today, as long as your mindset's right, now let's talk about, okay, if we were to hire an advisor, what is it we should be asking them or what are we looking for, right? And the first thing that Alex and I will always suggest is, well, how do you get along with that person? Like when you sit down, they're probably interviewing you, whether or not they want to engage with you from a client perspective or as a client for them. And you're interviewing them, right? So how how are you clicking, right? If maybe the person rubs you the wrong way, probably not the person you want to work with. How is their business run? Like there's a bunch of questions you should be asking them to get a gauge of how they how do they engage with their clients. Yeah, we would suggest that really this, similar to a doctor, it should be a, a consultative, interactive relationship. It, you're not hiring someone to do work for you once and then create a physical plan and put it on the bookshelf. What you're doing is you're hiring someone to be an advisor, to be a coach, to work with you over time. If done properly, this person's going to wind up being in your life for maybe the rest of your life. You want to make sure that it's somebody that you and you enjoy working with or you at least get along with you need to make sure that they're that the rapport is there that you have trust with them that they you know that they're competent in what they're doing for you and that kind of leads us into the next section of what are they doing for you right so let's let's make sure we define philosophy i think is, is really what alex was getting at there what is your what is from the client perspective what is your philosophy around money and how that how that works for your personal financial picture and what's the financial advisor's philosophy right how do they look at working with their clients what is their philosophy with that yeah i mean if you're ultra aggressive in your investments and the advisor specializes in fixed income and bonds like okay not a good fit <laughs> right i mean that's an easy way to to define it is like okay hey obviously that's not a good fit however you need to really dig in and figure out what their fi- financial philosophy is how did they come to that philosophy what is it what is it based upon what is it grounded upon and and will it change right what might come out is they're a specialist in a particular area 
which may or may not be what you're looking for, which is completely fine. But now you know that. Right. It could be retirement planning, estate planning, business planning, college planning, protection planning. There, there are a lot of different areas within the financial planning industry and making sure that the person that you're working with is aligned and and competent in the areas that you're looking to have addressed. Next piece is what is their process, right? A lot of advisors will have a process that they take their clients through. Now the plans and the strategies at the end, that's what's different from client to client basis, but they have the same process or maybe they don't. And maybe that's the question that you either like or don't like. Yeah, you need to make sure that it's not just completely cookie cutter. You also need to make sure that it that the process itself is is repeatable. You know, make sure that they they've got a a method for engaging you and that that's consistent with what you're looking for. You know, it, it might be that you're looking to have your hand held and and have you know a meeting once a quarter in person, and the advisor is saying, "Oh yeah, I I meet for an annual review with my clients on the phone once a year." Right. So process tells you a lot of expectations of what to expect from that advisor, as well as what the advisor can expect from the client uh, of those expectations. So you're on the same page. The, the other piece of process that I always like to throw in is, you know, I've made a joke, I think, in a, in a prior podcast that we all have like six or seven different people talking in our lives around money. Right. So we might have an auto home insurance agent. We might have a CPA, we might have a business attorney, might have a mortgage broker, might have a financial advisor, right? We might have a brother-in-law who thinks he knows everything, right? So there's so many different people talking into our lives. So who's the person that's quarterbacking all of those people, right? Because oftentimes, while we all have those people in our lives, sometimes a lot of those people actually don't know what our balance sheet looks like and not to any fault of their own, but you got to wonder, okay, if they don't know what my balance sheet looks like, am I protected the way I want to be protected or am I doing the right things based on what my balance sheet looks like? Yeah. And this goes back to those individual decisions that get made in a vacuum that, that happen to, to deal with tactics mortgage for example are we getting a an arm or adjustable rate mortgage are we getting a 15-year fixed mortgage are we getting a a 30-year mortgage what's the structure that is absolutely a tactic and it fits into a larger strategy that involves cash flow asset accumulation liability structure and what you're trying to do depending upon your specific situation and time horizon and so when we wind up with these decisions made in a vacuum, these individualized financial decisions, the result of that is that we typically end up with a financial junk drawer of accumulated tactics instead of one cohesive strategy that helps all of these things be an interconnected, cohesive, efficient structure. What's funny, the other piece of that is, I mean, if you understand the philosophy and you understand the process, you're probably also starting to understand who is it the advisor works with, right? If the advisor works with a lot of people like you, 
that might be a good sign that they may know how to work with you in the more most efficient manner. I mean, you know, there, there might be financial advisors out there that their main really expertise is on the retirement income planning, right? They help retirees that once they get to age 60, that they're really good at turning their assets into income. It might be having a, a financial advisor that's really good with working with naturopathic doctors because they understand how the practice is being built and the problems and concerns that may or may not come up. So they're able to almost not necessarily foretell the future, but understand what the future is going to hold from a uh, problematic and from a, a uh, cash flow standpoint. It, it, or beneficial situation of like, hey, what are the things that we know are likely going to occur in this person's life? Let's start planning for it. And it goes back to the earlier question of when should you hire an advisor? The, the longer time horizon you have to address issues, the easier it is to address any financial issue, whether it's you know the exit of a practice, whether it's retirement income planning, estate planning, all of these different areas of, of financial planning, the longer that we have to work on them, the easier it is to deal with. Now, the closer that we get to the actual event, whether it's retirement or assets passing to the next generation or whatever the case may be, the clearer the picture is. And we should still start as early as we can to address the issue because it makes it significantly easier. So the last piece that I'm sure is on your guys' mind is cost, right? In the end, it all comes down to the cost versus value. And be upfront. Ask the financial advisor, okay, what are your fees? What are your costs? What's what's this going to cost me? And and, be, and hopefully they're very transparent with you about that how, how that works, right? That generally you're going to have a – there might be a fee only, type of financial advisor that just charges you a fee um, but doesn't do anything else he kind of says okay you need x y and z so go here's some here's a referral to go get that done right and that could be a either a flat fee or an hourly fee right uh the other way could be could be product commission could be uh you know life insurance for for example is when you purchase a life insurance product that advisor is going to get paid a commission from the insurance company, so it's not extra money out of your pocket, but now you know how that advisor is going to get paid. And then there are um, assets under management fees, right? So if that advisor is managing any assets, then there is a fee that comes out of the assets to pay the advisor. Yeah, and when some investment structures also have that commission-based structure, yes, whether it's uh, some ETFs, sometimes individual stocks, mutual funds, annuities. Really, it's important to make sure that you understand how the advisor is getting compensated. And you know, commissions, they're often brought up as this just horrible thing. And while commissions can certainly present a, a potential conflict of interest, it doesn't necessarily mean that those things are bad or should be done away with or anything of that nature. It's really just making sure that, that you understand What's the compensation structure and the hows and the whys? Well, and the value, right? So now you understand where the financial professor is getting paid. Now it's, okay, what is that enough value for me to engage with that financial advisor, right? So 
if it's a product only type of sale and that's where their process is leading you towards, not that that's a bad thing, but it's important to understand how that works. Also, who does the advisor represent in terms of companies? Are they a captive advisor, meaning they can only offer one company's products? Again, not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just to understand how they operate so that you can make an informed decision. And what type of advice you're actually receiving. Now, ultimately, if you're, if any advisor isn't adding value net of fees, you shouldn't work with them. Right. I mean, we tell our clients all the time, if you're not getting value, fire us. Yeah. And the, the biggest trick there is making sure that you understand what, if any, cost there's going to be to, to leave that advisor. It's not necessarily that the advisor is going to charge you a fee on the way out the door. It's okay, depending upon whatever strategy they've put you in, whatever products you've accumulated, is there a cost to exiting that product? Can you keep that product if you're no longer working with that advisor? Understanding those aspects. Yeah, and the new financial advisor should be able to help you with that. And if that's the case, you know, the, hopefully the new financial advisor is also explaining that to you rather than just trying to get your business. Right. And for full transparency here, the way in which we're compensated is is really a, a combination of all of the different methods that we've talked about. We certainly do charge a fee for sitting down and doing planning. On the investment side, predominantly we're compensated as a percentage of the assets that we manage. And there are definitely commission products that we use. Our goal with that is to make sure that we've got the best possible structure for the client just based on the structure of the product, we didn't want to eliminate the ability for us to use any particular product. We wanted the most amount of flexibility that we can possibly have for our clients. So just to wrap this up in terms of what you should be looking for, right? So first and foremost, do you, do you like, right? Do you like me? I like you, right? The, the old elementary write a note on the thing. Like, do you get along? The second piece is, what's their philosophy? What's your philosophy? Does that match? Um, maybe you don't have a philosophy, right? So now you're like, okay, is that the philosophy I want to take on? Uh, then process. And that's not only like the process in terms of what meetings, you know, what they're going to be discussing in the meetings, but also do they engage other professionals in your life? Like, are they really being the financial quarterback? Is that what you're looking for? Yes or no? And what happens after the initial engagement? Like, what is the follow-up? How frequently? What method? Is that comfortable for you? Et cetera. And then lastly, cost. Is it clear, transparent, so that you understand what the cost is and you can see what the value is going to be, right? And it, it does, does that advisor, everything that they do for you, does it match the value and what you're looking for? So we hope today's podcast was valuable for you. If you could do us a favor and make sure you've subscribed, as well as if you could log on to iTunes and do a review for us. Or whatever your preferred method of getting yep, a podcast. Stitcher, Google Play, absolutely. Spotify. Please write a review for us. And make sure you visit our website. If you have any topics or questions, you can email us and we can discuss that on the podcast as well. 
Have yourself a good rest of your day and we look forward to chatting with you next week. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 3585 Maple Street, number 140, Ventura, California, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Security, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2019-84758, expiration 08-2021.